You're listening to the Sci Fidelity Podcast, Episode 88, Planet of the Week. This show is meant for mature audiences, so if you're missing your regular dose of bestiality, we're there for you. Welcome to the Sci Fidelity uh, Podcast. I'm Steve. <laughs> this is Brian. And uh, Patrick and Michael aren't with us this evening, but uh, we wish them the very best. I guess they're still doing a little bit of holiday uh, traveling and and uh, you know work and obligations and things and whatever. Uh, so, did you get anything awesomely nerdy for your Christmas? Uh, you know, it kind of depends on uh, what your definition is. Because for me, not everything genre is where my nerdcraft lies. I got um, I got a gigabit switch and it's, uh, a whole package of Ethernet cables and cable ties. And uh, I've got a, a managed uh, wireless access point now. And uh, I got a, a Chromecast or two. So that has really uh, boosted my ability to consume new media, which oddly enough is exactly what we're going to be talking about, some of the media that we're consuming lately. And uh, we both have a few things that maybe not they're new, you know, maybe we arrived late to this or we're re-consuming them, but uh, man, there's so much good content out there right now. Uh, we just wanted to share it with you. The The first thing I wanted to mention was I had talked uh, a few episodes ago about trying to get into the uh, the Walking Dead comic book because I didn't really read the whole thing. I had read, I, I want to say, I don't know, maybe 20 or so issues of it before I really just gave it up or, and, and quit buying it. But uh, I went ahead and, and got all of the digital comics, and I was uh, viewing them on my iPad, and I, it was really a much better viewing experience for me. Uh, and I really enjoyed the book. I'm not quite caught up to current as of this recording date, but I'm really close. Um, so the, sh- the comic is still in production? As far as I know, it is, yeah. All right, all right. okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't do Walking Dead, so yeah, I'll have to keep me filled in on this um how far i'm curious how far ahead is the comic from the show and is it staying ahead or is the comic is the show threatening to catch up i I, that's an interesting well you know it's um there are the the book the comic book is definitely further ahead story-wise but there are elements you know they've really reshuffled the story so there are things that are whole scale different and so it's hard to measure where right. they would lie on a timeline. Okay. But there are other things that have occurred that are nowhere near happening on the show. And um, there are things that have occurred recently in the books that have happened in the show already. So 
it's uh I would say they're really close but that's not saying a whole lot because at this point they're so very different. All right. So if the show was to catch up, they could if they wanted to just go back and pick up all the plot points that they that they skipped and use that material if they wanted to still somehow tra- stay true. Well, it's not fair to say one's true and one one isn't. I don't think. Well, stay true in quotation marks. I don't know what if they wanted to keep feel uh, uh, they would they wanted to keep the verve that they were drawing this from a comic rather than just making it up uh, uh, on their own. I don't want to, you know, uh, spoil anything, but you should if you like the show. There's no reason I don't think that you wouldn't like the book. It's just a richer a richer content for story than the extreme visual that appears in the show in the TV show. Um, but some of the characters that are in the book that at least have not yet appeared in, in the TV show are just amazing. I mean, fantastic villains. It's really, it's really compelling. You know, uh, if you've watched season two, lots of people have given the show crap. I'm sure I gave it some crap. Uh, but in the book, that whole time on the farm was really short. I mean, I'm not even sure that was two or three episodes or two or three books, probably probably just two. So there are there are distinct differences and uh I don't know, it's worth it if you if you think that it's not um going to be as good as the show, either you're not into comic books or uh you're just missing out. All right. But so you you're they're different enough that you can enjoy them separately, you would say, but similar enough oh, that definitely. they that they that they invite a, they provide a more richer experience. In some respects, they really do. I mean, if if you are attracted to just the zombie gore visuals and the brilliant acting and the cinematography, obviously the books aren't going to have that. But it's really good storytelling, good art. How's that whole comic book on a pad? That that that's working fine. That appears to be the ne- the way everybody's headed now. Well, for me, it is. Yeah. Okay. I never did comic books much in either form, but I now know lots and lots of uh, other nerds who are doing them all on those little portable pad things. It's uh, I'm not going back. For me, that that's the way of the future. I don't have to keep the books around. They'll always be in pristine condition. Uh, I can get a new pad or tablet or computer or whatever and still keep my whole collection. And um, the ability to archive it and take some with me is unprecedented. There would be no way you could take a whole series with you on vacation and you know not have it clog up all of your luggage. But now, no problem at all. Load up the pad and I can have two or three whole series jammed in there so it's really nice plus it keeps place uh you know where you were you know you don't have to remember oh what book was i on what you know you don't have to remember any of that you know exactly where you were because it keeps track so it's great sounds good no no sounds good someday someday i should get me one of those little pad thingies they, they look kind of useful so why don't you hit us with uh something you're watching uh, what have I, well, let's see, what have I been up to? Um, I've been taking the, 
the, some friends of mine moved here from Alaska, and that's been a good excuse for for us to sit down and start off some uh, start off some new TV series together, uh, or, or that are new to one of us anyway. So um, they're 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 having me watch all the Farscapes in order from the beginning, and I'm having them watch all the Stargate SG ones uh, at least until they get bored with it. Um, so then I'm also doing some quantum leaps, uh, from the beginning as well. So some old school sci-fi, uh, I had only seen quantum leap intermittently. So I thought it would be great since it was on Netflix to do the whole thing from the beginning and see what it was like. Cause I liked what I, I remember liking it a lot when I was younger back in the nineties. So off we've been, I were into season two someplace and yeah, it's, it's really sweet. Um, for all you people who are loving Doctor Who because of the feels, um, and, and, and stuff like that, I'd, I'd highly recommend you give Quantum Leap a turn. And I think, I think you might like it. It's, it's a wonderful, um, drama about, about the humanity and, and being human, um, on a, on a, on a very, on a very touching level. Um, it also has one of the best bromances that has ever come out of any genre, in my opinion. Um, Very true. Sa- Sam and Al are one of the best uh, bromance duos out there. And uh, right up there with Murtaugh and Riggs and Kirk and Spock um, as as just one of those best teams. And it's just fun. You could see watch these two eat donuts in a donut shop for 15 minutes and it would be entertaining because the chemistry is that good. Um, so yes, I, it sounds like you're having fun with that. Yep. Yep. So quantum leap is good. I, 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 I'm amazed at how much I like it given how stupid the premise is. Man builds time machine. A man builds a time machine that, 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 that allows him to, that swaps his body with other people's bodies in the, in the past, but only within his own lifetime. And yet everyone in the past still sees him as looking like the original person and not like the, the time traveler. And he sounds like the original person and not like the time traveler, even if there's a big difference in height um, or build um, that wouldn't you wouldn't think would be able to be covered by some magic hologram. And they can send well, a project a project a, a a a signal back in time into the time traveler's brain so that he can see in his mind a hologram a holographic buddy from the future, uh, whatever they want. It's it's. Uh... He's not. They're not sending his body back, though, right? It's a, it's a mind leap. No, right? no, they're it is actually his, his consciousness. Bo- no, 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 it is actually his body. I, I went online to check this. I do know that. I, I did. I was confused because the show that. is kind of vague, and I went online to check. And no, there, there's there, the few times they've explicitly commented on it, they have commented that yes, he's not. It is his body that has been. Uh, swapped back. Most notably, the one where he leaps into somebody with no legs, and yet he's able to stand up and walk around. Um, so, yeah. And apparently, yeah, okay. he looked in a mirror. He looks in a they mirror and apparently that, uh, sees himself hanging there. What were you gonna say? Doesn't don't they mention also that the person that's trying or that's been swapped into is then like unconscious or asleep inside of the time machine where where he is. Where, where he started. Yeah, where he started. Yeah, they have a waiting room where the yeah. other person is that you get to see from time to time, too. Uh, they haven't done that yeah. yet in this story, or in in this show, that I, as far as I've gotten, I'm in season two. 
Um, That's just something I remember. Yeah. No. It, yeah. So I'm I'm glad to hear that it it holds up. I haven't watched that show well, uh, in quite a while. Yeah. I it, it, there are definitely some che- a few cheesy moments and some bad dialogue, but uh, for it, it's it keeps itself remarkably believable, giving it its uh, given its absurd premise. And I'm not even done with that. Then <laughs> then God God hijacks the time machine and decides to start God send, would. And, and, and decides to start sending our time traveler to various points in time to fix history because God didn't like how history went the first time. So so you know it's God hijacks the <laughs> yeah. time machine. I mean all of these premises put together, uh, you know you know new BSG is a beacon of rationality compared to this thing. <laughs> God wanted a undo yes yes and found one yes what does god need with a time machine we now know the answer it's quantum leap uh and despite that premise that would no doubt put anyone off who has any interest in in any even remotely plausible science a a a premise that makes doctor who look like a a a a brilliant piece of hard science fiction um it's still a really lovely wonderful show and the gimmick is just the gimmick and it's just used to get us there into these stories and then we get to see their actor these actors do their thing in these stories and they're great so yes i if you haven't done quantum leap it's on netflix instant at the mo at the time of recording check it out that's great that's great so i have to ask you did you ever watch were you ever into uh the twilight zone uh, or any of those? Uh, like, classic uh, Twilight Zone. I am in the middle of season four or three. Three? No, I think I just started season four. No, three. Season three of tw- classic Twilight Zone. I'm I'm on. I kind of got stalled. I watched the first two and a half, uh, three seasons in rapid. I guess the first two and a half, two seasons in rapid succession, and then took a big break for a year or two, and have now come back and is trying to finish them off. I I adore classic Twilight Zone. Rod Serling is the so, man. So the reason I'm asking is there's a new show, uh, at least it's new to me, called Black Mirror. And it is very similar in essence to The Twilight Zone, only the focus is uh, technological. Our technology has become what um, communism and fear of the bomb was for the original twilight zone and our interconnected nature with technology really plays a big role in this it's basically a mind fuck they mind fuck you every episode so like the first one the first episode and i'm i'm watching this through netflix uh the first episode it really hits i mean it hits so hard and i have to say that don't let that don't let the first episode put you off because it is such a shock that it it could very easily turn people off. What happens is, and I'm not, I'm not going to spoil the, the, the story's outcome for you, but here's the setup for this. Here's the, here's what happens in the first episode. The prime minister, and this is a, this is a British show, by the way, the prime minister is being ransomed. Apparently a princess or a duchess has been abducted. This is a person who is the darling of the nation and 
the the people that have taken her are demanding that the prime minister has sex to completion with a pig on national television showing the whole thing no cutaways no camera tricks cinema veritas no way to and then all of these demands about where the camera has to be and how the lighting needs to be to avoid the ability for them to pull any shenanigans and so if, uh, you know and the, initially they're like well <laughs> There's no way we're going to do that. But as the story unfolds, you start to see how this could be real. Like, this could happen. It's very convincing the way they've told the story, and it's well made. I was really, really entertained with the series. And uh, I've seen the first, I guess, the first two seasons. I'm not sure if season three has started yet, but I'm going to have to look. And, you know, they're, they're the British-style seasons, which means, I guess, that they can just pick any number out of a hat, and that's how many episodes go into a series, I guess. <laughs> is it all, like Twilight Zone, clearly every episode is, is, is generally set in a completely different universe than the last episode? Yes. Is, this show it absolutely is as well. Is. Yeah, so it's, it's not, yeah. not only do they not have any characters that cross over, from, but, but they're literally, they can reboot the universe. They can blow up the Earth this week, and next week it's still there. That's right. That's right. Okay. It's a complete reset. So every episode you're getting to learn about what the universe is in this episode right. every time. Right. Um, and, you know, really, really, it really is the case that after the horrors that you endure... In episode one, episode two is a real palate cleanser. So they they kind of back off a little bit and let you know that this is, it's not all that gritty. Not all pig fucking? It's not all pig fucking. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I, that, that pig fucking show, I mean, that, 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 that's, <laughs> that's a... I mean, uh, I, I could I could easily regale you with the story of what happened there because it's seared into my mind <laughs> some things you just can't you just can't right. unsee well, I, I the might name give of the that... show is black mirror you should definitely watch if you're going to commit to watching it you got to commit to more than just the first episode all right all right i might give that a try i, I i've been more interested in anthology sci-fi so uh shows so i might i might it is a sci-fi show then it sounds like it is it is it's from the bbc and okay. uh it is definitely science fiction, but the okay. angle, the angle they take is most frequently with technology. All right, well, that's science. <laughs> so, um, but it's a, it's really a, another science fiction MacGuffin to be able to tell these stories that are you know you know the deeper you look into the black mirror, the more you see your own reflection type stuff. All right. Well, that actually sounds kind of intriguing. I might, I might have to check out a few of those. Um, and because it's an anthology series, I can always bail without feeling guilty because I won't have to worry about <laughs> art, plot arcs. So, um, the uh, I remember Outer Limits, the new, the newest version of Outer Limits. I think it's the newest. Yeah. Uh, unless, they actually at one point started doing episodes that tried to tie several of their stories together into one universe occasionally. They would do kind of a bottle show where they'd have some framing device that would allow them to flash back to all their other episodes that season and somehow say they were all connected. And frankly, I thought that was a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> that I was like, I, these yeah, well, stories should not be in the same universe. <laughs> well, what you have to do is just buckle up 
because you don't know what's going to happen. They've, they, I've, I'm far enough in now that I can't tell you anything that might occur or might not occur. Um, they've done a good job of being able to surprise me, and that right. that is a priceless attribute to uh, to give any show. All right. Well, no, it's it's tricky to surprise some of us seasoned viewers. So I, I'm actually pretty Indeed. still is still pretty easy to fool, but I know a lot of my friends are very hard. So, um, very cool. Well, let's see what else. About, I have been che- uh, also for the first time in my life doing Farscape, which I have been much oh, so received a lot of ragging on. Uh, from other members uh, of this podcast about what? my lack Why of... Uh, we... <laughs> I know, no one ever gets picked on in this show, but... No, this is not you, Brian. You're <laughs> no, you no one ever picks on me. So... No. <laughs> so, no, no. Um, so, yes, I, I, and I, as I said a year or two ago in the podcast, I, I hope to do Farscape at some point. I'm finally doing it. Um... I have to admit, uh, even the third time through those first several episodes, it's still some hard going. They, yes, the, it the, is. the Zahn, Zahn and Crichton seem yeah. to be the only ones with their heads halfway screwed on right, uh, or at least the ones that are bothering <laughs> to use their heads. And everyone yeah. else just seems like a bunch of petulant children. And it was, it's hard. Um, yeah. I, I got through it this time. I, I, I went into it this time with a new approach. I said, these people are all prisoners. They, if you go to prison and you find the sort of people who are in prison, they tend to be dummies. Smart criminals don't get caught. Only dumb criminals get caught. These people were all in prison. They all have issues. They're all psychologically damaged. They all had, uh, you know, bad parents and they're all fucked up in the head. And that's why they there make such poor circumstances. Yes, so that's why they make such poor decisions. That's why they can't look at uh, look see beyond the end of their own nose um, as far as their decision making process. That's what's going on: is that these people are all de- have big time baggage and issues, and that helped. Looking at them as damaged people made me get into it a little bit better uh, and get through those earlier stories. It's getting a little bit better. They seem to be getting a bit smarter. I, I swear there was a point where I just watched an episode where I, I swear somebody in the writer room said, listen, Rigel has done fuck all but cause problems for half a season. We need to do an episode where Rigel d- chooses to do help people rather than being badgered, forced, and threatened. Yeah, rather than yeah. being badgered, forced, and threatened to help people. He actually chooses to do so of his own accord. We need to show that Rigel is not completely fucking useless in this show. And it was I appreciated it. <laughs> well, one of the one of the early themes is their difficulty in becoming a a, a group of friends, a team, you know. Yeah. And um, learning to cope with one another's insanity yes. <laughs> to feed into your premise. Yes. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, especially in the beginning, those characters are difficult to watch because of how annoying they are. Yes. So um, I, I fully understand. <laughs> uh, but you're having fun with it. Yes, yes. And I will also say, they. I think some of it is, it's that older you know, late 80s, early 90s form of sci-fi storytelling that, that that's 
that they don't make those kind of sci-fi shows really anymore. No, like, they, they don't. Star- they haven't. I think Stargate Atlantis was the last time we had a show like that. I mean, even Doctor Who is a very different beastie than well, never was one of those beasties. But uh, so that that kind of Star Trek original series, Star Trek Next Generation storytelling format of an adventure every week and very light plot arcing, um, occasional, but but mostly just kind of a what's today's planet of the week and i kind of miss, right. I, for, I miss the planet of the week stories uh, i i maybe we got a little overdone with them in the 90s but but now it's 2014 and for another few days and I, i'm like okay uh the um now we get to see some planet of the week again and it's kind of nice i also say these Rigel's puppet. Rigel looked a bit puppety in the beginning. Uh, the last couple of episodes I've seen, they've really got him down. I mean, it's That's getting. Yeah. I even watched him as a puppet, so it's even harder for them to climb out of the puppet pit once you fall into it. But they are really doing a good job with that. The facial expressions and everything on him. It's getting creepy how good, how alive he looks. That it feels almost like they replaced the puppet at some point with a real critter. So very impressed, and Pilot was always a joy to see. So yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that that's a Jim Henson uh, Puppet Works production, but don't quote me on that. Uh, no, you you are correct. It is a Jim Henson was involved in the production of this. So um, I'm still at the point where when I look at Ky- Crichton, I see Cameron uh, from from Stargate uh, SG One, but I, I think I. <laughs> I have managed to get out. Uh, I, I, I'm slowly getting to the point where I see him as somebody else. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You know, so. one of the things that really makes that that time period um, stick with me is that they're still willing to make the science the science fiction experience a fun, exciting thing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. There's still new discoveries and new things that are cool and good instead of everything out in the universe that you're unfamiliar with is incredibly lethal and is going to destroy or harm or frighten you in some way. Yes. No, I will say that, yeah, there's a certain level, despite the dysfunctional, dark premise, there's a level of optimism there that you don't find in New BSG or Stargate Universe, which Stargate Universe has a very similar premise to this one in many ways. Um, so, um, so yeah, I do like that. There's a little more energy to it. The, so uh, you're going to try and push through the entire series? Yeah, I and everyone tells me it gets better. So, and I've certainly found it that does. so far, it, it does seem to be getting better. I am getting to care about these people a little bit more. They are making slightly better decisions uh, about, uh, you know, and and that helps. Um, they they are finally vaguely acknowledging that Crichton saves their ass pretty much every week, and they give and they do nothing but give him shit. <laughs> Well, that so. does improve, so that it won't be as uh, uh, tried and repetitive, you know. So, so that I think you'll enjoy it. It's worthwhile. Um, and how are you watching it? Do you have the whole collection on disc, or are you watching it on Netflix? On disc. Or something, some other stream? On disc. On disc. All right. So are you just going episode to episode, or are you looking for like special features and documents and things like that? Uh, at the moment, I'm just going episode to episode. I might try to go back and look at special features if I get time. So um, 
I have been doing. And are you spe- group watching or doing it independently? No, uh, group watching it. Everyone else uh, I'm watching it with has seen most of the episodes before. Though I don't think any of them made it to the end of the series, so so they're all we're, we're they're all looking forward to seeing some new stuff too. But um, so yeah, they're they're big fans. <laughs> so and I, I I know that it's your nature to not tap out. You're a you're a completionist. Yeah, I put up with fucking Clone Wars for four seasons. <laughs> Let's not get into that again. I understand, Brian. <laughs> You're a completionist. I'm not calling so, yes, you out I, for I, it. I did try. I, 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 I usually... A lot of people I, tapped out on Farscape, so I'm, I'm interested to see if you reach some point where you like questioning whether or not it's worth it to continue. Huh. All right. I don't know. The more in, the more seasons I watch, the more likely it is that I'll keep watching. But in general, um, so speaking of Clone Wars, I did I, I did start watching Rebels. I've only seen I'm behind. I think I've only seen like four episodes of Star Wars Rebels. But that's a good show. That's fun. Go watch Rebels. And so this is an animated show, am I right? Yes, this is the new animated CGI Star Wars Rebels, and right. they fixed. Pretty much all the problems I had with Clone Wars with this show. I was afraid it might be the same. It's not. It's fun. Uh, sometimes it's a bit childish. It's definitely as you know, kids, you know, twelve-year-olds as their as its primary audience. But it's intelligent. It's fairly intelligent. It's fairly clever. The jokes are pretty fun. Uh, at a half hour apiece, they don't wear out. It, by the time it's wearing out, it's welcome. You're you're done with the story, and you're you're. It, it's fun. It's fun to see Star Wars. So- the little man go up against the big empire and blow up tie fighters and shoot stormtroopers and just makes you feel like a kid again that's really good does the show do a does it have a persistent storyline does it have a continuing arc or is it adventure of the week um it's pretty strongly adventure of the week, but there they there there's arced villains and arced plot. Like they'll go back to the same planet they went before and deal with a new problem there that might have some connection with the last problem they dealt with. So so it definitely That's has a, a light arc, very light, kind of like you know, say Farscape does or something like that. And uh, where are you watching it? Are you watching it as it airs? Um, it's uh, falling off the back of the Cybertruck. <laughs> oh, well, I understand how that works. Um, so one of the things that um, I gave up on is Dollhouse. Uh, I I wanted to see it since uh, it was available on Netflix. I wanted to see it. It's from Joss Whedon, so I felt some nerd obligation to at least try and watch it i had only previously seen just by accident a few episodes and so i wanted to give it an honest shake and i did tap out um i made it to about the eighth episode of season one before i was like you know the thing that the thing that killed it for me and i don't know if you've watched any of it but the notion the premise of the show is that they've got a machine that can whole scale reformat someone's personality. It's a complicated and risky procedure that has to be done very carefully. And uh, they, they have these people that they abduct or that they volunteer, at least as far as I'm into the show, we don't really know. Um, but they get these people and they like... Um, they they wipe them clean. 
they become the dolls. And the dolls are like very juvenile, blank slate type people. They don't have a favorite ice cream and they don't remember the, the, the pre, who the president was after Lincoln. You know, they don't, they don't know that stuff. They're not, um, they don't have a wife that uh, is drunk and beats up the kids. Those, all of those things are gone. And so they download into them at uh, any, a composite of all of the features they'd like them to have. And then those people get sent out on contracts for very wealthy people that need that, need that particular character. Right? So let's say uh, you need an assassin. Well, you you go to this dollhouse company and you you give them a lot of money we we find out and uh they pick the right person and download the assassin profile into that person and then that person is completely unaware what happened. Right? They bring him back in and they wipe him clean. So it's pretty cool to see all the stuff they can get these people to do. But I tapped out because they couldn't let the cool thing happen. That was the cool thing that I was interested in seeing, was them fulfilling these contracts and all the things that can go sideways and how they do the magic that is the dollhouse secret society company thing, this global network of dollhouses. All right. They just had to start screwing with it. And, 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 you know, there's a, there's obviously a dark side to this, but I was comfortable with the compromises they had made until they started unfolding all of this other grand darkness. And we get the introduction of Alpha and we find out who Alpha is and, uh, you know, they kind of, they just, they just wouldn't let the fun thing happen. It's like, it's like, uh, I'm reminded of video games where, they develop a great combat system and a great character and a good team or whatever, and then you're finally doing the thing that is the most entertaining part of the game, and they have to interrupt it for something that's less entertaining. So, I, I got annoyed, and I just so you wanted out. to so you wanted to see more missions and less stuff back at the house. Just drama, yeah, drama okay. and you know politics i don't i don't care about that show me the cool stuff all right it's like uh if james bond had a a tax audit i don't give a fuck about him paying taxes yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh that's well spoken yes um i i i never got tried dollhouse because my dvr glitched when the first episode came out and then oh, it recorded man. the next four or five, but I kept waiting for them to rerun the first one. And if they did, I never found it. And <laughs> I didn't want to watch the rest of the series without having seen the introduction, especially since the sure. premise sounded sounded so gonzo weird. So I ended up like, I think I DVR'd the entire series, uh, season one, except for the first episode. But because I didn't have that first episode, I was like, you know, I'm never getting around to this. And there was a lot of other shows on at the time I was quite enjoying. So I deleted them all. I, 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 wow. I, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, part you of it was that I was this to your core, Brian. Oh yes, that yes, me. yes. No, when I, I, uh, 
I, I, what I, uh, part of it was that the reviews I was hearing about it on the internet were not inspiring me to run, go check this show out. Um, now I will say, I remember reading an interview where Whedon was talking about the show and he said like the first several episodes were stuff that he made later that the network went back and made him make new episodes and make a new beginning to the show and that we didn't get to the episode that he wanted to start with until, or, or something until later on in the show. Um, and that the, so that the beginning of the season is actually episodes the network demanded and that the later episodes in the season uh, at some I, I like the first four or something were stuff that he was asked to make. And then later on it then then you get to the episodes, which is the show he really wanted to make um, yeah, and that, that he that felt like the show. Brian. So he felt like the show got much better. I don't know what the turning point is. You might, before you uh, get too far away from your airplane that you ejected from, uh, your dollhouse plane, um, might want to go check on the internet and find out if that turning, if you've passed that turning point already or not, because that might, maybe that was what caused you to punch out. It was, oh, now that the uh, show has turned into be. what Whedon wants, because I don't remember how many episodes in it was. But Yeah, but, I, but Brian, you, you know what that means, right? Uh, I mean, if what you're saying is is accurate, then that means that I agreed with the network executives, and uh, I'm more sheeple than I wanted to admit. So and you like the first episodes, and I didn't, and I don't like the thing that Joss Whedon created, and I uh, like the thing he was forced to create. You know, that's a <laughs> that's a jagged little pill, Brian. Uh, sorry, I didn't. I thought maybe we. I, I I don't know if you've hit that turn point or not, but it sounds like you probably have. I think it was only like four episodes in, but uh, yeah. So uh, you liked the beginning of the show. Let's try that. Question. I did. Ah, uh, well, I'm pretty sure those. If I, I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe go check. Look it up on Wikipedia. This is a show I haven't well, actually well, thank watched. Thank you for giving so me really... an intellectual out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I could be talking shit, but that's what I remember about the show is that everyone that, that there was a big change up in how the show was made a few episodes in, or wow. how the show was told, stories were told. So well, at this point, I've sort of dismissed the show based on you know uh, all of the things that I experienced. Like I was saying, that they just won't let the cool shit happen. So I don't know. There may be redeeming qualities and. Maybe I'll dip back in, but uh, I'm not excited by it. And uh, so anyway, there's that. When I went to redo Stargate SG-1, I started with the extended, full-length, uh, extended director's cut version of the big screen movie. And uh, watching it, I'd never actually watched the movie back-to-back -back with the original pilot. And it's quite charming to see how desperately hard that TV show is trying to call back to that movie from all those years ago. <laughs> it was a fun movie, and I understand why they wanted to make that connection. Yeah. Hey, they they did a really. I mean, there are a couple of places like uh, Abydos is now uh, uh, near Earth rather than in another galaxy, and uh, O'Neill's name is spelled differently. But what uh, you know, it's incredibly minor continuity flubs, uh, or which and, and most of them are deliberate. Um, that, that and I love season one of SG One. The movie's kind of fun and cute, uh, but I have to admit, I probably I would not have been running into the theater to see the sequel in the th in on the big screen. But the series they that they built out of that movie is charming and and lovely, and with a great attention to 
it's harder science than you would expect. They put a lot of effort into getting some uh, into coming up with a good rational pseudoscience explanation for their stuff, and they follow their rules that they set up really well in that show. There's a there was a yeah, good attention to detail on the side. Huh? A lot of shows, a lot of shows don't bother to give you the details. They just gloss over and say, you know, look, this is the way it is. Yeah. Uh, as particularly when there's like time travel and um, questionable physics <laughs> is central to the to the story. Yeah. So I, it's got great actors. SG One's got great. Uh, the, the original crew is a great team of actors that have wonderful chemistry. It's got great. Uh, a, a really att attention, a, a fair amount of attention to the science detail and the plausibility, and they stick to the rule book. They even the rules that they have to make up, they stick to in subsequent episodes very tightly. Um, they they had great continuity with the original film for whatever that's worth, um, and uh, it's uh, just charming to see these people go out and do visit a new planet every week. It's also the best premise I've ever seen for a sci-fi role-playing game. I, I don't know why somebody I, I, I would love to play in a Stargate RPG because it's perfect. A small group with a limited amount of equipment going off adventuring every game session. And they can't just call in the Air Force because the Air Force won't fit through the gate. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're going to work on developing that, right, Brian? Well, they actually, they, they did a D20 Star War, uh, Stargate RPG, and I've often thought that, well, I really don't have much love for d20 i would probably pick up the source books at some point i've picked up some of them but um so it just use it use my own system and use all their flavor text and material so someday i might run a stargate thing maybe after i've got done with this viewing so and my friends are really loving it we they they, they we got about four or five episodes in and then they had a really couple of really good ones that really hooked them in i think the the, the hooks are are in them now so that's great so. I love it when you can infect someone with a desire to pick up a new a new piece of science fiction or storytelling. That's always that's always fabulous. Yeah. No, it is a so. wonderful sense of power and you're reshaping this person's future. <laughs> well, we would like to reshape your future in just a little bit. Go to our website, which is scifishow.net, and there you will find on the left side a link that says Extra Life. Going there allows you to support the show. You click through the Amazon banner there, and it will take you to Amazon. You can complete your shopping just as normal. You don't get charged any extra, but we get a little piece back that helps keep the podcast afloat. Also, we have all of our subscription links and links to all of our social media and we'll look for you on Facebook or Twitter. Give us a like. Give us a review on iTunes. And uh, thank you so much for downloading, listening, and subscribing. A tip of the hat to Patrick and Michael, who couldn't be here for this show. Hopefully we'll have them here next time. Until next time, I'm Steve. This is Brian. Chevron 7, locked in. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>